She's Lisa, and she rants. You are now listening to the Lisa Rants Podcast. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Lisa Rants Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Smith, and today is a solo rant, okay? I have so much to talk about because I feel like I haven't actually really spoken about my experience with quarantine and working from home and how it's really changed my life and I kind of wanted to touch upon that some of like the work from home woes that I have some tips that I have for you guys and even talking about the recent um, documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma and I want to talk about all these things because I feel like they really connect with like the way I've been dealing with working from home and just a lot of surprises that I've kind of ran into during this whole process. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this rant and you can relate to what I have to say. So just honestly starting off, it's been, you know, six months of me working from home. Um, I, so I was like one of the people at first, okay, let me actually start this off by saying that I'm really lucky. (laughs) Like I have an amazing job and I like, I'm really like, I was in a really good position to just work from home. It was really easy. Like nothing really was affected with my job. You know, I'm lucky to still have a job and everything like that. And honestly, like the people I work with are really supportive and I couldn't have asked for like a better kind of like experience and setup. That being said, I definitely was the person at first who was like, I can't do this. Like I can't do this. I didn't realize how much of a person... I was who needed, like, social interaction, like, especially on the full lockdown, like, full lockdown, like, not seeing anyone, like, it was a really tough adjustment. I think it took definitely over a month for me to be like, oh my god, like, okay. You know, I just, I was literally in denial for so long. I was like, they can't keep us in our houses, like, forever. Like, I was, like, one of those people who, like... (laughs) thought it was like ridiculous and like didn't think it would last that long like I remember me and my best friends had like a trip to Chicago like late May and we had like a trip to Vegas early June like we literally still thought that we were gonna go we didn't cancel anything until like last minute because we literally thought we were gonna be able to go like I was really in denial that like things would be bad for a really long time and I don't think people ever talk about the fact like For me, it was just hard to be like, oh, like, there's literally a virus going around and we have to stay in our houses so we don't get it. Like, I don't, it was just, something about it was really hard for me to, like, grasp. It just, it felt like a movie. Like, it was just like, this is not real life. Like, this doesn't happen in real life. Like, we literally have to stay indoors so we don't spread a virus. Like, it's just so crazy. So, it took me a long time (laughs) to just get with it. And so, working from home was really tough in the beginning and I feel like a lot of my coworkers were like are you okay Lisa like (laughs) because it was just like I it was annoying and I feel like a lot of people have said this that I I feel like my life was really like on point like right before quarantine like I really was in an amazing routine like like I I had um I had won that podcasting contest and I was recording at a studio and I was getting really good guests and my podcast was doing really well I mean you know 
it actually got better in quarantine, but I'll talk about that in a second. And I was, you know, I was working out like multiple times a week. Like I was using class pass and I would take all these cool classes. Like I just had an amazing routine. Like I would drive to work and listen to all these podcasts and I was learning and I was super productive at work. And then I'd go work out. I'd get some Chipotle. I'd come home. Like my social life was popping. I was traveling all the time. Like I just felt really happy and comfortable with the lifestyle I was living like right before quarantine. Like I was just like, everything was perfect and then it was just like this huge it was actually crazy like me and my best friend Tatiana we went to Puerto Rico like mid-February and it was just like the best trip ever and I just remember sitting on the beach and being like uh like I'm gonna go back home and like I'm just so excited for this year what this year has for me and like it's just so crazy because it's just like you couldn't have told me sitting on that beach that all this stuff was gonna happen like I was just you know, I mean, everyone says when like if when you make plans, God laughs. And that couldn't be more true. I just feel like this year has been such a crazy shift. Like I just there's just so much that's happened and it's just nothing was predictable about it. Like you couldn't have called it. Uh, I don't know. It it was just it just took me for a loop and but it's honestly been so amazing for me. And I just want to talk about that. So, like, let me go back. Let me go back. I see my rants. They just, like, I go on a tangent and I don't stay on topic. So, working from home, it was it was tough for me because I was, like, you know, I liked my routine. I felt like I was more productive in, obviously, a cubicle and, like, a work environment. And so, being at home, I just felt like I was super lazy. I felt like I would start procrastinating a ton. It was just hard. Like, I just wasn't used to it. And... Honestly, it wasn't, I feel like probably it wasn't till earlier this summer where I finally got the hang of it. Like it took me like, like it took me like a good three months to finally get back into it. But the reason I wanted to talk about this and how hard it was is because it was kind of sparked by watching the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma, right? So if you guys haven't seen it, please check it out. I think it's worth checking out. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, this is the best documentary ever, because the only thing I didn't like about it is that it seemed very one-sided. Like, it definitely made you want to... Like, like the point of it is to, like, I guess, deter people away from using social media, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I just don't think it's, like, really possible. And it was one of those things where, like, you watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, this all sucks, but, like, what am I supposed to do about it? Like, there was no, like... It's not really our problem. It's kind of, like you need to be talking to, like, the CEOs of, like, Instagram, Twitter, Google, like, they've created these monsters, like, it's not our fault, and it's, like, you can't really just, like, you can't expect us to, like, delete Instagram, because it's, like, I don't know, it's just so crazy, so I feel like the documentary was really good and informative, but I also felt like it leaned towards the negative side a little bit too much, um, with that being said, they obviously made amazing points, and then the one thing that stood out to me a lot was that, how they make these apps really addictive and I'm someone who like I didn't realize how it was affecting the way I was adapting to my work from home lifestyle and especially 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 because early quarantine I downloaded TikTok and I literally feel like TikTok is the most addicting app 
because, and you know, they talk about like algorithms and the social dilemma and like how they kind of get to know who you are as a person. And I was like, whoa, like, I'm not kidding. TikTok literally knows who I am. They know my interests. They know that I live in the Boston area. Like I get all these Boston TikToks. They know that I'm interested in astrology. They know I'm interested in real estate. They know I'm interested in relationship topics and dating and spirituality. Like I get all of these type of videos on my TikTok feed. It's like they literally know who I am. So it took me like I watched it and I realized I'm like, damn, like that's why like I can spend so much fucking time on TikTok because it's like every video Every time I scroll and I watch something, it's picking up more information about me. And every time I scroll, it's like 99% sure that it's going to be a video that I like. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't stop scrolling because every video is something that you're going to enjoy. Like, it's so fucked up when you really think about it like that. Like, like, do you ever go on TikTok and then you, next thing you know, it's been like a whole hour and you're like, oh my God. Like, that happens to me so many times. And I think that's where... It's like a slippery slope because it's like you can't blame TikTok for making a sophisticated algorithm. But at the same time, it's like it does make it super fucking hard to, like, get off the app. Like, you're just, like, you're just consumed with this content that you're really enjoying. And, you know, that's the point of it. But it's like, to what extent? And I think with working from home... I'll just be given a task and it takes me so long just to do minute tasks because I get distracted by my phone. It is literally insane. I will do like I'll get out of a meeting and I'll pick up my phone and I'll go on TikTok and like 30 minutes goes by and I've been on fucking TikTok and it's like, oh my God, Lisa, like do your work. Like it literally, it's, it's really crazy. And honestly, this week, after seeing that documentary, I've literally had to, I wake up in the morning, I make up, I make, I make my bed and I go make breakfast and then I literally turn off my phone and I leave it on my bed and then I go upstairs into my like office and I do work that way. Like that is the only way that I can be productive is literally hiding my phone and turning it off in another room. Cause if I have my phone next to me, I'm going to pick it up. And, like, it's just like that um, documentary said, like, you're just so programmed to, like, pick up your phone. Like, it's just, it's so embedded in our subconscious at this point. Like, it just affects our behaviors so much. We're just like, oh, let me pick up my phone. Oh, do I have, do I have any messages? Do I have any this? Do I have any that? And they also say how, like, you get a notification, but it doesn't tell you what it is. You have to like actually open the app to see what it is. Like that is such a thing too. Like you're, you're just curious. Something pops up on your phone. You're like, Ooh, who's that? Who, who's this? Who's that? Like even hinge, the dating app hinge. Um, do you guys get like those emails from hinge being like, so-and-so liked you. And like you open the email because there was a time where I like, I like logged off hinge. Cause I was like, I'm done with this app. And like, they were still sending me emails of like guys who liked me. So I would click on the email and then like, they wouldn't show me the guy's picture. Like they made you like, they did that to be like, Oh, someone likes you, but you have to open the app to see who it is. It's like, it's so annoying. Like just give like you, they literally just want you on these apps at all times. And it takes so much self fucking discipline to be like, okay, I'm going to get off this app now. Like, I'm going to put my phone away. 
I'm going to get off this app. I'm going to do something productive with my life. And it just sucks, you know? Like, I I definitely think, like, the addictiveness of the apps can be such a hard thing to deal with. And honestly, that is, like, one of my major tips for working from home is that you have to create, like, serious boundaries with your phone because I think that, for me... Obviously, just being in a home environment, like, it's really easy for me to, like, go into my bed and, like, have my laptop in bed with me and, like, all this stuff. And it's, like, you can't do that because it was really affecting my productivity. Like, it really was. And I had to be, like, okay, I'm literally going to shut my phone off. Take these, like, drastic measures because that's just how addictive your phone was. And I thought that, I honestly thought something was wrong with me. I'm, like, do I have, like, ADHD? Like, why can't I just focus on, like, something, like why can't I just focus on like the tasks that need to be done for my job and like why am I procrastinating so much and it's like no because I'm literally addicted to media like I'm addicted to my phone and I can't get this thing out of my hand and um so honestly like working from home you really need to like set up a good work environment space that you know makes you feel like you're working you know you can't feel like you're just like at home chilling because nothing is going to get done that way and so here are some tips that I've kind of implemented that have really 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 helped me so number one would definitely be obviously the shutting off the phone thing so I shut off my phone like I said I put it in my room and then I just go upstairs I have I have like an office room now So I just come up in my office and I just work like I make a to do list and I just go through it all and I check off everything. I don't look at my phone at all. Okay, so that is step number one. That has been a game changer. Like I'm not even kidding. It's been the biggest game changer. Number two is having that designated workspace. Like I said, it's so easy. Like, I walk past my room and I'm like, oh, I just want to lay on my bed for a sec, like, whatever. Literally, I would end up, like, taking, like, I would just, like, fall asleep on my bed, like, with my laptop, like, for no reason. Like, I wasn't even tired, but I would just end up in bed or, like, I'd end up on the couch. And I'm like, oh, let me watch a YouTube video. Let me watch this. It's like, you get so distracted and you just want to be cozy. And it's like, no, you need to go to a designated a designated workspace with a table, with a chair. Like, set it up like an actual desk. Have your to-do list next to you. And that is the best way to really get work done and focus. Because it makes you feel like you're in a work environment. You cannot do work on the couch You cannot do work on your bed. Like, I need to take my own advice, but, like, that is the major thing that has helped me be productive. Like, if I didn't have this desk, there's no way that I would have gotten anything done. Number three is using, like, productivity hacks and tips. So one that I've been using that my company actually recommended to us, like, they were giving us work-from-home tips that actually have been really helpful So this one I've been using a lot. It's called the Pomodoro effect. No, Pomodoro. I think it's called the Pomodoro effect. Or it's like the Pomodoro. It's called Pomodoro productivity hack or something like that. You can Google it. And um, it's basically where you set a timer for 25 minutes and you, you dedicate that time to doing a specific task. And you fully focus on that task for 25 minutes and then the timer goes off and then you have like a five minute break. 
So five minute break, you can just like chill. You can like look at your phone really quick. But then after the five minutes, you set another 25 minute timer and keep going. So this helped me at first when I had really strict deadlines and stuff I had to focus on. And um, it just, it's really helpful. Like, I don't know. It just, it really does work because you're like, okay, I literally just have to focus on this for 25 minutes. And then after the 25 minutes, I can stop. And I don't know, it's just a really good practice. If you're someone who needs to like, who needs like accountability, I think it's a really good way to just make sure you're dedicating time to something that you need to do without any distractions. And it, you know, it gives you that break that you need as well. For me, I loved that. But I think also in the five minute break, I still couldn't go on my phone because five minutes turns into 10 minutes, which turns into 15 minutes. So I'm the type of person who during my five minute break, I literally just needed to take a break and like go get a snack or like go to the bathroom and then come back. So just just laying that out there that you probably shouldn't still go on your phone during the five minutes. And I don't know, I think these three like tips have really helped me with working from home. And um, honestly, like my mom was telling me too how like I need to take breaks during the day. She's like, she's like, take your lunch break. And I'm like, we don't do lunch breaks, whatever. Like, and I was just like, no, like I think it's, it's really good to actually get out the house. Like try to get out the house once a day. I mean, I'm, I'm not really taking my own advice on this because honestly, like I pretty much am in the house five days a week. Like during the work week, I just stay at home and I really don't leave much at all unless I go to like the grocery store, unless I have an errand to run. But like this past week, I did not leave the house for five days straight. Like I just didn't have to. Um, but I'm trying to do a better job at doing that. Like when I was on lockdown, I really enjoyed just like going to the grocery store and picking up, you know, different things to cook later that night. Um, you know, when I was on lockdown and it kind of gave me like that social interaction of just like seeing people and like, you know, just getting some good food to cook. I was actually really into cooking during quarantine too. Like I was trying so many different recipes and stuff like that just cause like, you know, there's no restaurants and we, we were literally like eating in for like every single meal. So like that was really fun for me. And, um, I don't know. I think it's important to have like a break, you know, take a walk, you know, go outside, go for a drive, go pick up some food during the day just to like chop up your day and not feel like you're just at a desk in your house all day, every day. Again, I need to take my own advice because it's really difficult, but it's so important to take that time and, you know, just really give yourself a break during the day. And I think that helps you to stay focused like, when, like, that's the thing about the Pomodoro effect. It's like, once you're on, you're on. And you can dedicate that time to really focus and get stuff done. And then you get those little breaks in between. So you can really be like, okay, I feel refreshed. You know, no one wants to feel burnt out. You don't want to, like, sit at a desk eight hours a day and just, like, not move. You know, no one likes working like that. And I think just taking breaks is super, super important. But just don't take breaks that will allow you to, like... <laughs> take a nap or watch TV or be on your phone because that just never works. So I don't know. With that being said, like there are a lot of like work from home woes, you know, just missing the routine, missing social interaction, you know, just like falling into te into the temptations of being, you know, cozy at home, not really wanting to get dressed, not feeling productive. But 
you can, you know, set up little ways to help you through that. And, you know, those are just like my three ways that I would advise you guys to kind of work on. Again, just to remind you what I just said. It's just like turning your phone off, you know, getting all of those technology distractions away from you, you know, doing the Pomodoro effect, like just setting a timer, really focusing on the task you have at hand, taking breaks, and, you know, also having, like, a really good workspace. So, yeah. I hope this really helps you guys. I mean, again, this was all sparked by me watching The Social Dilemma, and as much as I agreed with, like, the addictiveness and, you know, I was able to see the parallels between like, social media and, you know, obviously, like, working from home and my productivity level, um, you know, I don't think it's all bad, you know? Like, I think that you have to take social media with a grain of salt. I think that some of the examples that they had in the movies, I feel like they were, in the documentary, I feel like they were reflecting people who, (sighs) I don't know if I want to say this, but it's like, I feel like they made the people very, very, like, weak in the movie, you know, it was, like, they showed this kid who, you know, was supposed to be off social media for a week, and, like, he passed his phone in the kitchen, and he saw a notification, and he just couldn't help but to look at it, like, I just don't think that's, like, super realistic, I just don't know, I mean, maybe it is for kids nowadays growing up, but, like, I don't think it's that addictive, like, if someone was, like, If someone gave me an incentive and they were like, Lisa, you could not be on your phone for a week, like, I could do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that crazy. Like, it is addictive, but it's not something that takes away, like, your free will. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think we should, like, demonize social media platforms. Like I said, like, all I, like, yes, it is dramatic for me to turn off my phone and leave it in my room, But, like, if that's what I need to do to help myself, then just do that. Like, I can't blame the apps for being addictive. It's kind of like, I don't know, maybe you can. Like, I don't know, I just, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this because I just, I'm really torn on the documentary. Like, part of me really agrees with what they say. Like, it is harmful. Like, the little girl on the um, documentary who, you know, someone made fun of her ears and she was just thinking about that all night and she developed, like, a really huge ear insecurity, and, like, that stuff is very real. Like, I can't imagine being on social media as a teenage girl, seeing, like, the Kylie Jenners of the world, like, constantly on my news feed and feeling like I wasn't, I didn't look like them. Um, I understand that for, like, a young person, that is not, like, healthy like I I can fully agree on that and I want to like I wish I could make a pact with like everyone right now and just be like hey like we're not getting our kids like social media until they're like 15 like I wish that could be like a thing meanwhile I was on MySpace at like 13 so like I can't even talk but like I don't know I just wish like we could have better I don't know, guidelines with social media. Like, I feel like it, they, they should make a law. Like, you cannot be on social media until you're, like, 16 or something. Like, I don't know. Like, there just needs to be a better way to monitor these platforms, but there really isn't. Like, I just don't know what the solution is. And I feel like that was the thing about the documentary that it just seemed a little biased and it just seemed like they were just, like, highlighting all these issues, but it was kind of, like, what, what's the solution? Like, what are we gonna, what are we supposed to do about it? And 
I don't think we should like feel guilty about using social media, but I do think it's important to kind of like give yourself those boundaries. And even if you're a parent, try to give your kids boundaries and like educate them and be like, Hey, you know, like Kylie Jenner's, butt, like this isn't real, you know, like I just think it's important to, you know, instead of blaming these platforms, kind of like taking accountability and just like really, I don't know, someone needs to provide resources and guidelines for people to like how to navigate social media. And I just think that we can still use social media for good. You know, people have like businesses based off social media. People have gotten rich based off social media. Like there's so much good that happens over social media. So I'm not quick to really demonize it, but I do think, you know, there's definitely a lot that needs to be changed because, you know, I should be able to sit near my phone and like not, you know, completely let the whole work day go to waste, you know? So that's the part I definitely agree with. And, um, I was thinking about it too. Like when I was in high school, like we just had like blackberries and like we had like, you know, just like normal flip phones. Like they didn't have internet, you know what I mean? Like all, like all you would do was text on your phone, like literally, and as soon as you didn't have anyone to text, like, your phone was basically useless. Like, there was nothing to do. Like, I remember just looking at my BlackBerry just being really bored because there was, like, you know, like, my friends weren't responding at the time. And I was just like, okay, well, there's nothing else to do. And I, you know, it was good for me to be able to be like, okay, there's no one to talk to right now. So now I'm going to, like, go out and, like, live life. And I just think that is, like, the unfortunate part about social media is that, like, there's always something there. There's always something to do. There's always something to look at. There's always something to read. And, you know, it takes you down this rabbit hole of, like, you know, it's never boring. And I think, you know, that's what the algorithms are designed to do. And I'm not mad at it. You know, like, I work in um, marketing, and I think maybe that's why I, I understand, like, what they're trying to do. It's kind of like they're trying to draw more eyes to like these advertisements and things like that. And like, I'm not mad at that, but you know, I think there needs to be better ways that we can kind of control this of, and like the addictiveness of it and just not really targeting people as much. Like, again, I'm not really mad at them, like taking our information for like marketing reasons and stuff like that. But when it comes to just like how social media affects our behaviors and um, the way we see ourselves and like the comparison aspect, um, that's something that definitely needs to be changed. So yeah, I think this rant is long enough. I mean, you guys get the drill. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Social media is definitely addictive. We need to do something about it, but you know, I'm never going to demonize it. I'm never going to stop using it. I honestly think I'm just someone who's really self-aware and someone who can kind of like realize when something isn't good for me or healthy for me and you know you guys should even listen to last week's episode with Tori because we talk a lot about social media and like body comparison and you know I think I've gotten to a place now where I can unfollow people who make me feel shitty about myself and you know I'm just aware enough to be like okay social media is affecting me in a negative way and I need to like set some clear boundaries with it and hopefully we can get to the place where everyone feels that way and you know, I don't want little kids or teenagers out there to, like, you know, just fall victims to this. I think that's where, like, I feel like it's really an issue is with young people who've grown up with it and they don't know anything else. They're so deeply affected by it. And that's where we need some really, like, good laws, guidelines, resources for them to really be able to navigate it appropriately 
Because I've only had social media since I was, like, a preteen or... And, like, I didn't even have Instagram until I went to college. So, like... Like, I feel like MySpace and, like, Facebook were, like, whatever when I was a teenager. Like, it wasn't... It was just, like, me and people from high school chatting with each other. Like, it wasn't what it is now at all, at all, at all. So, you know, I think that's where shit just kind of went wrong is when these companies wanted to monetize instead of just, like, making a fun platform for people. So, I don't know. But... End rant, you guys. I want to hear your thoughts on this, what you guys think about the documentary, what you guys think about my rant today. I hope this helped you in some way, especially the working from home tips and woes. I know it was a long-winded rant, but (laughs) I hope you guys can relate. So that's all for this week, and I will be back next week. I love you guys so, so much. Bye!